So, you might be wondering why we're dressed the way we are. Why is that? Do you he, wonder that sometimes? This was know. a closing optional yes, show. Yes. By the way, we want to thank you for getting dressed up for the show. <laughs> You're this welcome. This is my friend, Anthony Pignataro. Anthony and I uh, worked at OC Weekly for a number of years. He went on to become the editor of Maui Time, and now he's back in California doing that lovely thing called freelance journalism, which oh, it's I, glorious. I definitely recommend it yeah. to because it's just one big gravy train. It's one big yeah. ego boost. Oh, oh absolutely. So, yeah. You feel so good about yourself. By the way, welcome you know? to the drill. Oh, yes. You have to keep doing that. <laughs> I have to once in a while. I keep forgetting the name of the show. This is Steve Lowry. Hello. I'm Tom Hofart. That guy. This is our intern, Elizabeth. Where's Nicole? In Canada. Mm-hmm. She's in a place in Canada that she's not sure where it is. So uh, if Nicole's in Canada, where are you staying, Elizabeth? At her house. With who? The dogs. Ah, well. Epic party tomorrow? I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say that on air. Right. Can either confirm or deny. And then producer, yeah. director, extraordinaire, opinionist. Yes. John. Oh, opinionist now. I got yes. a new title? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. He's a big opinionist. Oh. Yes. Uh. Um, no, he's the eye roll. He's <laughs> the eye roll we all need from our younger generation, like... Dad, you're saying something stupid. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he saved your ass a couple times, by the way. We don't, we don't have to go into the With Stephen A. With some fine S- editing. Yeah, the Stephen A. Smith impression. We don't have to no. get into that. He uh, is our friend. However. <laughs> hey, we, we have Anthony on because. We have a Hawaii uh, theme show. Today. Yes, a Hawaii theme show, which, by the way. We thought, we thought it was not going to be themed also with Hawaiian shirts because when when Tom said to me, "Oh, Anthony's going to be on the show. Should we wear Hawaiian shirts?" I said, "Hmm, let me text Anthony because there's something about that that doesn't feel right." And I said, "Hey, Anthony, would it be appropriate for us to wear Hawaiian shirts with you on?" And Anthony diplomatically responded, "Ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh," is what he said. So of course I I showed up like this. He showed up like this. Sure. Tommy showed up like this saying, look, it's not Hawaiian, but Anthony? Oh, yeah. See, this is what we call a tier two Hawaiian shirt, or actually technically an aloha shirt. Nobody ah. calls them Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii. It's, okay. It's right, yeah, an aloha shirt. There's, okay. there's two types. There's the first type, which is what the loud ones with the, the little beer mugs and, and liquor yeah. bottles on. Yeah, and there's five the, o'clock somewhere. You're, yeah. You're the, buffets. Yes. <laughs> the tourists wear those. Okay. Oh, sure. All right. Then there's the... This, which is very nice, it's got a very nice pattern I'm seeing here. The the for more those, muted for, the, for those listening on radio. Yes, yes it's it's kind of a, a turquoise, a, kind of a soft turquoise, and yeah, we got some palm fronds I'm yeah. seeing. But it's Tommy Bahama, so it's very exactly s- it's subtly oh. cool. I this guess. is this is the type of aloha shirt preferred to by the preferred by the bankers, the land developers, and the realtors. So, so basically, the robber barons. Yes, but it's yes. still yes. it's still a mainland kind of shirt. I was in Costco once, and a guy who lived there was admiring shirts just like this, and I walked by and I just said. <laughs> banker's shirts and he and he put it back and he was like oh my god you're right and he left and he didn't buy the shirt and i was like oh my god again this is from the goodwill collection yeah so it was i probably why because he wore it to hawaii and was shamed brought it home and traded it in i don't know if you were watching this episode uh uh, we had a little meeting one time and people kind of gently suggested that he should mix in a little color with his uh, oh. stuff. Oh, he, sure. Literally an hour later, I start getting, like, uh, um, texts with pictures. You can edit this part out later. <laughs> him <laughs> in a dressing room with this shirt and other shirts. It was it was like a simple so pretty woman, you know? Oh. It was, like, sweet. Yeah. Lovely. This is, this is yeah. of no interest to listeners, viewers, or myself. <laughs> Correct, Amundo. Let's, so t- let's we talk <laughs> about, uh, well, first of all, explain just a little bit about your uh, career in Hawaii while you went there. Oh, I went there because they gave me a job to run my own paper. So that was awesome. 
Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And I could still have it now if it wasn't for the fact that everybody else has terrible jobs in Hawaii. It's uh, just awful there across really? the board. So we came back here, uh, my girlfriend and I, because yeah. it's much easier for her to find work here than it is out there. Yeah. So. And as far as sports goes, now you were telling me University of Hawaii is, you know, the biggest oh, thing. By, uh, I was on Maui, so yeah. it's kind of far removed from that. But, yeah, right. UH is by far the biggest but as sports far as name. pro sports teams, who do they follow? Oh, man. that's See, that's dictated so much by the feed that we get on cable. I uh, mean, it's like we get the Southern California feed, so it would be Angels, Dodgers, yeah. that kind of thing. So, so, yeah, when those teams map out their 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 uh, property you know yeah. where their tv feed goes hawaii is the is always included in la sports and it goes as far as las vegas too so wow they uh they really stake out their claim so it, it makes the la market that much more yeah. massive yeah. right but right. we know i'd also i knew guys who were raiders fans who were mm -hmm. niners fans they, they they followed the chargers or whatever so it's yeah because hawaii is such a, a amalgamation of people from all over the place there for all kinds of different reasons whether like you said windsurfers or businessmen or whatever Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Land so barons. They're going to follow barons. different teams for different reasons. But I've heard that the Lakers. The Lakers are very popular, yeah, yes. Yeah, that they kind of. You Is were telling it? me the Lakers and the Giants? Uh, Lakers, Giants, yeah. 49ers. Yeah, yeah. Niners, 49ers, Niners as well. But yeah. I think the Lakers, with Jerry Buss, kind of staked that claim, too, back in the day when they went to hold their training camp in Hawaii. That's right. And that was always the, the most famous moment in one of those Hawaii camps was Shaq. Uh, after, after I think he was in a contract dispute with Bus, then slamming the ball, slam dunk, and pointed at at Bus and said, "Pay me," you know. That was a really big moment in Laker <laughs> history. There. It's kind of like I do with Jeff Proctor here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he says, "Have another Coke." Yeah. But I was going to say, "How's that working out?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the time difference always struck me as someone. I've been to Hawaii twice. One time I went in 1990 for a job interview at the Honolulu Advertiser. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I got there, I realized I had young kids and i said the price of diapers here are just ridiculous mm. i can't the afford price to live of here. everything yeah was it, ridiculous. diapers in particular i thought this was stupid yeah i couldn't afford to live there so i went back to southern california which was awful ridiculously priced as well sure but, but i realized the time difference is what really threw me off in that you're in a six hour kind of difference time difference from the east coast right. not just three and i had another three so if you want to watch the nfl it's a 7 a.m and a it's 10 a.m it's definitely a morning thing yes yeah. early right. morning and for something like soccer games that's yeah. you know Two, three o'clock in the morning. Middle of the night. Oh my, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think of that. Oh, that's okay. right. So you're getting, like, if you want to watch a Laker game, that's coming on about four. Yeah. Oh, But wow. the complete opposite works during college football season when you think our 7 p.m. kickoffs are done. At 10, 10 p.m., you just you get the Hawaii feed. You watch the Hawaii game. That's mm -hmm. right. I remember there was a certain time, I think, when June Jones was there, that yeah. the University of Hawaii actually became very popular. Yes. Because if you still wanted to watch more football, you could always watch that. Oh, the midnight kickoffs on, yeah. on right? the East Coast with Hawaii yeah. and uh, – what was the quarterback he had? That uh, Colt Brennan, right? That's Colt. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Through like uh, yeah. 56 touchdowns or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes back to uh, the USC offensive coordinator who was there. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, oh. Why are we blanking on Chow? Norm, uh, Norm, Norm Chow. Chow. Norm Chow. Chow. Yeah. He did not have a good run. No, he did not have a good run <laughs> at at the uh, the U. Norm Chow sounds like something you get for your pet. Hey, you, careful! You have <laughs> you can edit that out. You have a you had an interesting stat about where we shoot is is Carson, Carson, California. Yes. And when I told you that, you said there are more Hawaiians living in the Southern California area, uh, uh, especially area, right. Carson, yeah. than there are in the state of Hawaii. Native okay. Hawaiians. Native Hawaiians. People yeah. who who identify as Native Hawaiian, okay. because there's there's a lot of different ways to measure that, and it's none of it's really scientific. Mm. I knew there was a big Sino uh 
Samoan. Samoan yeah. uh, community yes. right around here. Oh, Maybe yeah. Carson uh, High would just have our, all the Samoans. Yeah. One of our uh, workers uh, who works with Pro Angle a lot is uh, Samoan. He's the, he was a vegetarian for a long time, so he stood out. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, speaking of workers, where the hell's Eric? I thought he was going to be here. <laughs> we had to scan he's, the ship. Sorry, Elizabeth. He's, he's MIA. Don't worry about it. Okay. Sorry, Elizabeth right. is not a. No, good no, no. We love Elizabeth. No, oh, she's. Oh, she's don't. What, she's, she's our soccer monitor oh, right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we're watching Brazil and Belgium. No, I, I knew about the Samoans because when my kid would play flag football, he would play against other elementary schools. Yeah. And some of the Carson elementary schools would have not just a great Samoan uh, boys playing, but girls. Oh, yeah. The girls formed the offensive line. Sure. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was sure. There's a, there's a lot of Polynesian yeah. influences in this part. There has been for many, many years. Mm. Yeah. We were talking about the Lakers. So where were you when you found out they signed LeBron? Oh, I don't know. I was here, probably goofing off something, <laughs> not writing, which is what I should have been doing. Yes, way yeah. to go. The best, uh, the best thing of being a freelancer. Sure. Not writing. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then they did not sign Boogie Cousins. Which I'm fine with. You're okay with. Yeah. Johnny, what do you think about that? They could have had him for five million bucks. It's probably better for the Lakers. You think so? That he didn't sign yeah. with them. Um, he has that reputation of being a locker room destroyer yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with him signing with the Warriors. That's totally cool with me. But I'll tell you what. The Warriors are in the position, I remember the, the Lakers used to be in the 80s and then later with the Shaq-Kobe thing, is you can hire, uh, you can sign these kind of malingerers, but if you're already a championship team, they know where they fit in. Whereas, oh, cool. Belgium again. Woo! That was a great goal. That was a great goal. Oh, that's my boy, De Bruyne. I like saying it. It sounds like I'm a New Yorker, De Bruyne. Um, sure, go any, with that. What are we going with? Anyways, when, you, when you're – Somebody else finally doing it <laughs> besides me. When, you, when you're a championship team, you can bring in Bob McAdoo like the Lakers did. Spencer just, Haywood. Spencer right. was not – Yeah, a, that didn't work out fit. so good. He yeah. put a hit out on Paul Westhead. That actually happened. I know this. Good times. Yeah. Uh, well, and then you try to build your super team with Carl Malone and Gary Payton. And then, oh, yeah. Gary Payton, yeah. I was going to say that that's where – when you're outside of L.A., like me from yeah. Ohio, yeah. and you look at the Lakers doing that, where these guys are like the Warriors doing now, yeah. where somebody comes and signs for mid-level exemption right. for $5 million and when they're an all-star, yeah. and it just looks like, oh, well, they're just trying to buy a team. Yeah. That's right. Just, and that, I, yeah. that, I'm glad they failed because that would have set a, a horrible template, which is still trying to be replicated now, and yeah. like, you can buy a team. They, they couldn't. Didn't the, didn't the Lakers draft Rodman? No, they no, but he played. he played. He played for, for them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, before he became our special envoy to North Korea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Yes. Exactly. God love he was him. another yeah. Phil Jackson project. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How scary was it when that was going to happen and Rodman seemed like sure. the sane one? Like he was suddenly yeah. the, the voice, voice of, of reason. reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we live in dark times, my uh, friend. <laughs> his interview on CNN that day, uh, the day of the <laughs> When he was crying? When he was crying, yes. was one of the most entertaining five eight minutes you'll ever see on cnn and wasn't oh, he wearing like a bitcoin t-shirt or a bitcoin yeah. shirt yeah, yeah, he's he's promoting like a, some yeah, sort of yeah. thing it might have been rodman coin i'm not sure if he's got his own <laughs> blockchain now uh i wouldn't be surprised but yeah that's what it was cryptocurrency well, and dennis rodman this is this is america you were talking about people who identify as hawaiian i i one of my favorite shows is united shades of america with uh, kamal bell who does this oh, for yeah. cnn so yeah. on sunday night He's been doing this a couple of years. This finally, I think it's the 24th episode, he finally went to Hawaii to sort of get his take on Native Hawaiians. And this was okay. on, luckily it was on the other night. Um, his conclusion, his takeaway was how he finds that 
the U.S. really screwed the Hawaiians, the Native sure. Hawaiians, oh, by just absolutely. taking their property, turning it into a you know a military and it, base. Well, and it goes on to this day. Yeah, yes. and 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 I did this not has never really stopped. right. I did not realize this that there's. I guess Bill Clinton signed something into effect where he apologized for everything for and the overthrow and all of that. But yeah. we'll be keeping all yeah. the stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah, that was <laughs> that it, was also part of the deal. But it, it's, uh, Pearl Harbor is still ours. Yeah. It set up some sort of uh, I, I don't remember which island uh, a sovereignty, uh, sort of a nation of Hawaii where there about eighty people live, and they sort oh. of have formed their own. Kahoalawe after the Navy was done bombing the hell yeah, out of it, was it that, and yeah. destroying the water table. Right. They said, "Oh, the Hawaiians can have it back." Right. You right. know, and it's like you can't live there. We had yeah, you had to pull all the old shells off of the island and yes. stuff. And yeah. there's about which eighty people living still there. Still going on. It's it's recognized by the United Nations as a sovereign state, and there's about you know they they've learned how to form their own community there, and it's 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 uh, you you. you Hope at some point they could get a, an Olympic team together and just kill like the United Puerto States. Rico. <laughs> right, yeah, like right. Puerto Rico, yeah. But I didn't want to, I was just interested in if it just about the history of Hawaii and and how these things happen that a lot of people don't understand. Um, being there for so long, were you sort of accepted as a you know non-Hawaiian? Oh man, that is that that's a question I could talk about for an hour. Um, was I accepted? Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm white in right. Hawaii. I mean, I, you can be a dumb howly or you can do a, be a dumb effing howly and uh -huh. i think yeah. i was by the time i was done i was the dumb howly uh, and that was yeah. wow pretty much the best you can hope for wow um in that i understood my place i understood my privileges and i understood um what people before me had done and were doing around me yeah and i did my best as editor of the paper to call out what i saw but for many many people i was always going to be a white guy and, and how that do you was do never going to change. And how do you do your job with that kind of? Uh, you you know, just put your head down and you do it. You do you hire a staff of certain people that can do get get information. From it's funny people? that you say hire a staff because we were. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, Three you're talking like it was the advertiser. Um, <laughs> it was me in a room with a couple interns, and you know, okay. we pretty much this cobbled together what we could. <laughs> I mean, we had a. We had a Native Hawaiian woman who works in our office in an admin capacity, and I relied on her for stories. I relied right. on her all kinds of things because her perspective was so valuable. Yeah, um, we were talking about we're talking about ex exploitation here, and we were going to wait, but this is a good point to bring it up. A few weeks, months ago, the state of California declared our state sport to be surfing. Of course. Well, it's a bill. It, it had to start as a bill. Yeah. The assembly. Right. It just got approved by the assembly. Got approved by the Senate this week. Right. Now it's waiting for Jerry Brown to sign it. Yeah, which means like we could declare lacrosse or something. Right. It's clearly not our sport. It's the Hawaiians. I'm curious. Well, did yeah, you guys get wind of that at all? Or no, I hadn't heard about it until oh, you mentioned it. Yeah. And and I assume that when it finally does make landfall in Hawaii, it, people are not going to be They're pleased. Because I mean, Hawaii Hawaiians have a rich history of surfing. Right. Captain Cook sailors I, saw them right. saw Hawaiians yeah. surfing when they pulled right up. Right before they beat them to right death. Right before they put his head <laughs> on a stick. Yes, uh, they were surfing. Yes, so. exactly. But I think the people who are behind this bill understand. They've never taken away the fact that they believe surfing is an indigenous sport for Hawaii. Yeah. It was brought to the mainland in the late 1880s. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that it's become such a business here yeah. is what I think they're interested in. Oh, absolutely. But, but to me, it's I have this problem with surfing being categorized as a sport to start with. Um, it's more of a culture and a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. at, at best, I'd call it an activity. Yeah, it's an outdoor <laughs> yes. activity. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, they, Johnny's Johnny's struggling <laughs> with this. They ha now it's going to be an Olympic demonstration sport, I right. believe, soon. And when the Olympics come to Los Angeles, I believe it will be a full-fledged Olympic medal right. sport. Which, mm -hmm. um, in talking to people, I'm 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 a big surf cultural buff, and I love to uh, 
read about the history. I'm growing up in Hawthorne with the Beach Boys was not mm. the history of surfing that sure. you wanted to grow on with right. because none of them surfed except Dennis Wilson, the drummer. Right. But the funny part is that a lot of the people figure um, in how much business surfing brings to the whole state oh, up yeah. and down the coast from you know Half Moon Bay down to to San Diego and Trestles and in between. Yeah. And don't Santa Cruz and Huntington Beach argue about which yeah. one's yes. actually surf, surf city? city. Right, and right. Of course, the answer is Honolulu, but nobody, <laughs> right. nobody ever. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I yeah. know of a surf city in North Carolina. So is that right? Yeah, it's oh on uh, Topsail Island, North Carolina. The oh main city man. is called Surf City, North Carolina. But the one point that one of the, the waves suck. By assembly, <laughs> one of the California Assembly people who was voting on this voted against it was because they felt skateboarding was more of the California. I totally uh, agree. Again, I, I, it's another yeah. culture, I think. I don't know if it's a, it's a sport, but again, X Games and well, things so have made curious, it into a sport. Why don't you think surfing is a sport? Well, how do you judge somebody by doing something? It's it's like judging an art show. But, oh, so you're saying to be so a sport, you have to So figure skating is not a sport either? I really, d I have a hard time with anything that's judged by humans as All you aerials. There's, there's too skiing. much, too much subjectiveness in terms yeah. of judging rather yeah. than the ball went in the hole. Right. We win. Yeah, it's a score. But there's a scoreboard that's based on a result. For something to be a sport, does it have to be competitive? No, I mean, there's. I'm sure a lot of athletes, athleticism, athleticism. God, I didn't know what the heck you were saying there for a second. <laughs> you that know what? I've st by the way, I've started on uh, cold brew coffee now. I'm not doing getting the hot. You're not coffee. doing the high octane. No, I went oh. with cold coffee now. Okay, is that the the, the stuff that's at the truck stop? Yeah, at the oh, truck okay. stop. <laughs> yeah, because we're a hillbilly show. <laughs> right. Lord, you guys um, don't know hillbillies. I appreciate <laughs> athleticism. However, I don't think all of it has to be judged as a winner you're a winner you're not okay a wait hold on do you think golf is a sport yeah okay that's the craziest thing i've ever heard why surfing you have to be such a great athlete to be a surfer you have to be a good golf. athlete to be a golfer yeah but in golf the ball no, goes in the hole the guy wins you do have to be a good athlete what, what do you categorize as an athlete i've tried to play golf and i'm no good at it well that's just because you suck <laughs> but that has nothing to do what are you talking about? You took, an, you took a surfer and put it next to a like just a, a run-of-the-mill surfer next to a run-of-the-mill golfer. The run-of-the-mill surfer is going to be the better athlete. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, <laughs> as a sport that has to be judged, yeah. I don't. I think there's a lot of people in the surf community that are against that part of it. Oh no, that is absolutely true. So I would say yeah. making it an official sport of any state. Oh, I dig that. Yeah. Except in Hawaii, it was very popular because it's seen like Hawaii, uh, surfing becoming an Olympic sport was very popular because it's seen as telling the world, look, look at what Hawaii gave right. you. Yeah. This is something that the whole world is now celebrating. Well, and that speaks to, we, we have a friend of ours named Dave Davis who wrote a terrific biography of... Duke Onomoku. Uh, right. Yeah. And and the book is called uh, Waterman. Check Waterman. it out. It's terrific. I think we're going to try and get Dave on the right. show to talk about it. But that's one thing. Whenever you see like documentaries about Native Hawaiians, the, the ocean is not just a place to play. It's no. not a place for sports. No. It is so integral to how they define themselves and what they are. It's... It's their way of life. Yeah. It's where they get their food. It's where their ancestors dwell. And, uh, Amakua, the sharks. Yeah. Um, it's it's everything to them. There's yeah. nothing more beautiful than a funeral memorial for a surfer. The you paddle out, yes. The paddle yeah. out and the circle, and it's just and they throw the lay in there. And yeah, yeah. It's it's a cultural thing that I wish was not so much sportified. Yeah. But, but okay, we'll but, have that. But you're absolutely right. There is that whole. Um, and it, there are a lot of these guys in California too. They they they're called soul surfers. Yeah. And their whole point is no surfing is is quasi spiritual. Right. And the idea of of making it as like uh, putting a number on it to say is, nothing of commercializing. Yeah, it. exactly. Oh, yeah. Is, is kind of uh, yeah to give it a number. Yeah. Now then you have the Kelly Slater uh, spin on this, where recently he's built this water ranch up in Northern California, yeah. 
where he's got this great wave pool and he can create a competition no matter what kind of day it is because he sure. can create the perfect wave every time. And it was a really cool thing to watch. CBS televised it a few weeks ago. It uh -huh. was I think Real Sports did a story on it about a year and a half yeah. ago, maybe two years ago. And it was, yeah, it's it's a way of being able to create consistent right. Right. waves that are so you don't have to rely on, all right, well, this was a bad day and it can actually kind of make judging much more cohesive. Yeah, it does make judging cohesive. And that's why Huntington Beach became basically Surf City, whatever, is that they have a consistent wave. It doesn't mean yeah. it's a great wave, no. but you know exactly what that wave is right. in Huntington Beach. And the fact that you know, they're going to riot every July 4th. Those are two things <laughs> right. you can depend on. And, and the wedge is a very popular place. Not so much to break your neck. That's a washing machine. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I hope there's a lot of surfers watching this because we talked a lot of surfing. But that was great. How often do you surf? I, I have two boards. One's a big 10-footer my wife got me at Costco. Yeah. I took it out. It was. It felt like I was wrestling an alligator in the water. It just. Yeah. I had no control over this i have no uh, ability to pop up right and try to wait so uh, you know i do it sporadically yeah. when i feel really stupid and right. want to feel like this is a dumb idea right um and i and i realize too i don't have the core muscles to do it the, the best surfers in the world i think are if they could pick a sport to compete in would be wrestling mm -hmm. low center of gravity great core muscles great ability to so great stay in balance great yeah, they are, no they are great athletes Mm, most of the great you, I see where you're going with Dewey this. Weber and all the guys at right. Miracosta and Hermosa Beach grew up as wrestlers in there. So you would allow that the, the surfers are at least in the category of your... I've never said surfers are of, not great of athletes. Your golfing studs, <laughs> as we all are familiar with. How's John Daly doing these days? Uh, uh, Living in a just, trailer park. Just to get on the whole, it's a state, you know, it's the official state or whatever. Right. Uh, to give you an idea of how stupid these entire things are, right? Do you know what the official state bird of Utah is? I'm gonna. I used say to know that. Big bird. <laughs> Big bird. No. No. It is the California seagull. <laughs> Absolutely ah. awesome. And is is the seal like him with like a? Bag There's just of, two things wrong with that. Right. <laughs> is, is it the seagull with a bag of French fries hanging out of his beak, like the Great well, Salt Lake? If, right. It's, yeah. If it's a seagull, it has to have French fries. Right. And and, and a kid crying in the background, like ah, the seagull took my French fries. Yeah. I. You know what the state song of Oklahoma is? If it's not Oklahoma, it's, I'm gonna be really disappointed. It's not. Is it Born to Run? It's Do You Run. <laughs> it's. Do <laughs> I know. Do I get that? It's Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. Oh That's a God. great song. No, do you no realize, it's a great song. Do you realize, no, when New Jersey tried to make Born to Run the State song. Well, it, someone made a, a cogent point about that. It's a great song, but they said it's tough to, to argue for a state song that contains the word suicide a couple it. of times yeah so that's not such a good yeah. thing yeah so even if they're talking about new jersey <laughs> <laughs> right hey real quick uh the dodgers are in first place oh wait they are one other thing i want to talk about the lakers before we let them go watch out for the hand gesture. today <laughs> the news came that the oklahoma city thunder speaking of oklahoma are going to let Carmelo Anthony go, which means pretty much anyone can have him for about five million bucks, Pass. which is the same for me, by the way. But anyone can have him for five million bucks. It seems the two teams that would be most interested would be Houston Rockets. Okay. L.A. Lakers. And I've been on a deserted island for the last 15 <laughs> years, so the fact that Carmelo Anthony's still playing is By the way, it's Gilligan's me. Island still yeah. played a lot there? Oh, don't even. As a me. tourist don't deterrent? Don't even get me. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> However, they did have the Harlem Globetrotters come to play That's a game right. there, and right. they still didn't get with, off the island. With Chick Hearn. With Chick. Right. Yeah. Chick Hearn was in Against that. robots, right? Yes. <laughs> because this was the greatest thing ever. Ever. 
ever. I'll robots. tell you, when you're 10 years old and that's on TV, there's everything. Everything else yeah. just pales by comparison. Yeah. Okay, some. Uh, I, I know it's natural to go from Carmelo Anthony to <laughs> battling robots, but let's go back to Carmelo. Johnny, are you interested in all at Carmelo Anthony? Um, only as a set piece to come off the bench maybe for with LeBron um, that's a great but point yeah that other than that uh, Carmelo demands the ball too much yeah, and I he is a ball smell stopper trouble. Yeah. I smell trouble he'd be yeah. better off going back to Syracuse for three years of eligibility <laughs> wow yeah. you know what I'll take him on the Cavs though if you want to go play <laughs> what the hell that'd be great Carmelo that'd be great by uh, the way th there's some banner space that needs to be taken up <laughs> Ain't gonna be Johnny, Carmelo. There, there Carmelo has is, is based his whole career on gold medals. Remember that? He's got four. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever gonna get that. Him and think. Bonnie Blair. Yeah. Way to go. There you go. That's wow. his calling. And card. a national championship. That's right. Uh, although Jerry McNamara, I think, had much more to do with that than Melo. <laughs> hey, by the way, this story came out that Dame Lillard might want to come here, and another guy Lillard. that might be a, might wow. be available. Kevin Love. What do you think? Mm, going back <laughs> to a Beach Boy reference. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, is that please get rid of him or no? No, stay? You no like, you like it's it, like I just don't want to go to completely irrelevant again. Yeah, like last time this happened, and uh, you know, go from I know we didn't have sixty wins last year, but go from a lot of wins to having very few wins, like yeah. nineteen or so. That Speaking would just of really Cleveland, I thought of Cleveland the other day when I was thinking, what was the last NHL team to just completely fold? Was it, what not do you mean? The, was it not the Cleveland Barons? Cleveland oh. Barons were absorbed okay. into the uh, Minnesota North Stars. That's right. Wow. That sounds like yeah. something out of Futurama. <laughs> they, really just, they just went away? Absorbed, yes. yeah. Wow. Yeah, basically the North Stars took over their front office yeah. and fired most of the staff. Was that a Steinbrenner? Kept team? the good players. I don't know if Steinbrenner right. owned them. Yeah. They were the California Seals before they were the... Oh, again, wow. yeah. They, made, they became the Barons. and then they. So if you have Baron gear, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Was it uh, was it the same colors as the Cavs? Uh, no, it that's was a... more of like gray and maroon, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's sweet. That's very I'm nice. I'm going out looking for my Barons. Good man. Okay, so, but anyways, real quick, the Dodgers yesterday moved into first place. They didn't, by, how they many, didn't by how many games? Point zero 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 two percent They very actually good. have less wins. We're yeah. looking at the standings right, right. now. Oh, no they have kidding. less wins based on the Diamondbacks. It's okay. based on percentage because there's a lot of rainouts and guys making up games. I don't stuff. know if you were paying attention, but they started the season so horribly. To you earlier or to this in general? <laughs> <laughs> we started. In general. They started out so bad. Us and pretty much every like show and writer said, that's it. This is, you know, the run's over. And they're, they're right back in it now. And they played better without Kershaw for that yeah. stretch. And Kershaw's back now, and he's... Kershaw and uh, Rich Hill have a combined, what, four wins already? See, that's amazing <laughs> that's how they're... They win. But Max Muncy is suddenly uh, Mel Ott. I love yeah. saying Mel Ott. What does he have, 20 homers and 38 RBIs? That's really good numbers. See, that's the... Uh, <laughs> we, we've been talking about the fact that now teams just hit all these solo home runs. Okay. You know what I mean? And the Dodgers hit, like, 55 home runs in a... In a month, but they only why, had like why seven, is eight that? RBS. Well, everyone talks about this launch angle that everyone is. It's Inst the new saber metrics. Yeah, uh, the new okay. three point kind of three point shot. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 goes with the pitching with uh, spin rate is like the new kind of what you're kind of looking at for trying to. So we're not interested in we're not interested in walks anymore. That's now walks, walks are still yeah, part walks of it. Oh, okay, good. But OPS. This is a way of uh, it's kind of the ultimate beating the shift. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just hit it over it. It's and yeah, a lot more a lot more hitters are trying to increase their launch angle, and so it's making more batters. But there's swing no, it's with not so much a, yeah, a base to base 
you know, kind no. of yeah. strategy. It's it's the if you if you compare it to chess, it's not making moves. It's just like clearing the whole freaking board and letting Ooh. your king just kick people in the rear end. Sure. Just for runs, for runs' sake. So yeah, they had a game where they won eight to seven in extra innings and seven solo home runs. Oh so, my god! Um, <laughs> so Anthony, just to um, I just want to <laughs> clarify to Tom. Golf is a uh, like where the best athletes go. Sure, Hide up at the best. Surfers <laughs> are wimps, yes. and chess is a contact sport. So just where <laughs> chess is a contact. Yes, sport. a contact sport. Yeah, you kick ass mm-hmm. in that. I didn't ever consider if I didn't see it on ESPN uh, this past day. Home runs are I saw competitive eating and cornhole. Yes, on ESPN. So oh those boy. must be sports. Oh boy, those My must be sports. My buddy is actually the play-by-play guy for the cornhole. Uh, Why league. does that not surprise uh, you? I, w- yeah. I went to college with. Them, he, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Alessio. He was the play-by-play guy, and he's I, been the week before hilarious. that. I watched uh, with my girlfriend. We sat there and watched an hour of cornhole, and we kept doing this. I can't believe we're watching cornhole <laughs> for an oh, hour. Huh? No, and it's like it's, it's it. the curling of the summer sports, yeah. right? Oh okay. man, it's yeah. it's amazing though. And they'll just zoom, zoom, yeah, yeah, they're zoom. they're pretty accurate. Oh, they're unbelievable. If if one of their beanbags doesn't land. The place goes crazy. <laughs> it just yeah. If they if they don't make it on the board, it's more of an upset yeah. than anything else. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. But yeah, my buddy Ryan, he hosts a show in Youngstown, a radio show, and then somehow he got into the cornhole championship calling. Yeah, and I think yeah, and cornhole sort of replaced is, is team televised bowling. I think. And is cornhole more of a sport than surfing? Would you say because it is competitive? No. You can you don't have to judge it. I don't believe corn. I think cornhole is an activity. Is it more of a sport than bowling is? Um, no, I think they're on the same curling, bowling, cornhole. I think are on the same level. What yeah, about yeah. what about darts? Darts, same thing. If you can drink a beer while you're playing this, which you can in all of these, so softball. Yes. Oh, softball. That's an activity. Really? Oh. Not a sport? Oh. Oh, that's a sport for uh, men. I got it done that one. For Softball's men. a sport. Well, how about baseball? You can drink a beer while you're playing baseball. And by the way, they were doing other things back in the clubhouse. Clark Manny Ramirez, for, I mean, he was drinking beers and eating chickens in Boston, right? <laughs> who That's was right. the player who used to not want to slide because he had a sandwich in his back pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I think it was High Pockets McGee. I mean, it was like a hundred years ago. You in Little League? That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, um, we we want to get to something, and and we told Anthony there is n- absolutely no way to um, transition to this. But so you're riffing off my sandwich joke? Th- yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, man. riffing off the sandwich joke. It wasn't a joke. Uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, Tom and I uh, <laughs> talked about um, <laughs> mental health issues. This is the uh, worst transition ever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Let's start again. Let's start yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, so oh. that was great talking about all that other fun yeah. stuff. Right, What's right. a sport? But you know, it's not a sport. Making fun of people with mental illness. That's oh, right. Man. That's right. And Anthony uh, wrote a piece. It appeared last week. <laughs> yeah, last week. Claim. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'll sum it up real quick, but I'd like you to talk in depth about it. Uh, we'll Anthony put this had up a friend, on the website as yeah, well. Yeah. Anthony had a friend in high school, his best friend, uh, who died when he was 15, 16? 15, yeah. Uh, from an accident. And uh, a few weeks ago... He was alerted by a family member to uh, check out some information. It turned out his friend had not died by an accident, but had actually committed suicide. And um, part of that is what Tom and I talked about in an earlier episode, that one of the real tragedies of of mental health issues and and suicide is that people are very ashamed of having these thoughts about feeling this way. And that's really what Anthony's piece was about. Well, his piece was also about, too, about what you do, how you sort of go through the process of losing a friend and trying right. to rationalize, could I have done something different? So l- let's start there. Sure. W- with your friend, did you ever think 
that, I mean, I, obviously you were a young man yourself, but did you ever think like, oh, this is a possibility? No. Yeah. And what's, what's even more amazing is that I've reached out to a lot of people. I've reached out to a number of people before I wrote the story. Right. And then I've had a number of people reach out to me after I wrote the story. People yeah. who grew up with me and, and with my friend. And not one person, um, including former teachers, had any inkling right. that this was a problem. Right. None. The word suicide, taking his own life, was not something that entered any of our minds in right. all of the last three decades. Right. Um, can you can you just run through briefly how this came about again? You, you had thought your friend had gone a certain way. And, and well, what, well, basically what happened was is that we he, he disappeared one night. Mm -hmm. He went out jogging. He went out jogging on Tuesday nights, I think it was, or whatever, on a regular basis. And then one night he didn't come home. And we were told that he was missing and then the next day the police found his body in a riverbed mm -hmm. so the the what we were told what everyone was told yeah was that he had fallen while jogging off mm -hmm. of a bridge right and that's horrible right. but there was a, something that was oddly comforting about it because nothing any of us could have done to right. stop it it was an accident it was just one of those random things that happens yeah and oh maybe a month ago yeah um I actually, for the first time, looked at his death certificate, and it was beyond clear. I don't want to get too much into the details right. about what's there, uh, but it's clear that he, he took his own life. Yeah. There's no question he did. Mm. Um, when you did the piece and you talked to people about it, were they, number one, equally shocked as you were, and were they comfortable talking about this, or was there that feeling like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't talk about this? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Um, I talked to a family member of his before I reached out to him before I wrote the story mm -hmm. just because I've known him yeah. and so forth a brother of his yeah. um, and he didn't get back to me for a long time so I didn't press it I didn't push it I didn't want to go down the road of saying hey I'm gonna hound you about your brother right. from three decades ago right um, which is why I kept all the identities out of my story right. everything I didn't even name the school that we went to right I didn't want to name anybody right because um, I just wanted to write it what I was going through mm -hmm. and what I at that point I was kind of naive because I thought that basically that hey maybe I'm the only one that didn't know yeah and I was kind of shocked after the story came out and I was deluged with people telling me uh, we didn't know either wow and even the brother didn't know well that's something that that's something that I found out long after the fact that basically he reached out to me after the story came out and said that yes he'd read it and it was it was fine he yeah. he thought it was thoughtful and sensitive right and well done and that was enormous relief yeah and then he said that he himself had not heard until 10 years ago, mm -hmm. which is probably the saddest thing that right. I can possibly think of associated with this story. But the, but the other part of the reaction that you said you got were by people who thought that you pried into something that you didn't need to. Oh, absolutely. There were, comments, there were comments on the story um, from people saying that I had no business going here, that the story, uh, the family wanted to keep this quiet for a reason, and it was not my business to either speculate about what he was, why he died or talk about it in any way. And but, in, but in no way do you sort of reveal things that compromise his privacy. So I didn't think that was a, a fair criticism. In journalism, we always have to face some phone calls and, and interviews that we'd never want to have to do, but we yeah. have to sort of do it. And you sort of have to muster the courage and sure. explain it and be sensitive and then let the person, you know, you have to sort of create a relationship and let the person trust you with this information. But right. um, in this case, I think you handled it great, and then especially with the conclusion in that whatever happened, it was 
it's imperative now that I change my sort of attitude on how to look at people. Don't assume things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stay I, in can't, contact with I can't go fix what happened right. three decades ago. Mm -hmm. And nobody can. Right. But I can make sure that the way I'm behaving now towards people is what it should be. Kindness, tolerance, mm -hmm. being being actively tele asking people, hey, how you doing? Right. And not just not just in the conversational way, but making sure that they're right. okay. Yeah, and this isn't the first time you've been touched by this. Your friend, uh, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah. I had a friend four years ago who killed himself six months after he was discharged from the Army. Right, exactly. And so that was exactly what you said. I mean, on that one, I did more of a deep dive journalistically. Um, but I talked to his mother because he had killed himself on her birthday. And he loved his mother. There's no question he loved his mother, mm -hmm. but he killed himself on her birthday. Mm. And I had to ask her, what was your, why? Yeah. And, and it was probably the hardest question I've ever had to ask any person in my career in journalism. Mm. And she was very nice to me. I've known her and I still know her. I still talk with her. But that's a horrendous question to ask a, a parent. The, yeah. the pushback you get from people who say, hey, you shouldn't be talking about this. The, the irony is that's exactly what ends up yeah. killing people. Right. Yes. That people don't talk about it. We this. talked people about that before. You, you want to give them his space. You want to give them their time to process right. it. But you you don't. You Assuming, I mean. In some way, you have to sort of be more assertive yeah. in this. Why people take their own lives is so difficult because yeah. it's not a rational choice. It's not made after, you know, a checklist of stuff. You're right. talking about at best a bio biochemical imbalance in the brain that needs kind of medical treatment and yeah. a mix of therapy medication whatever you whatever path you go down that's what you're dealing with yeah and there's no way you can treat that rationally and and the tragedy again too is when it's a young person you, you mentioned in your piece about dan savage uh, yes uh, starting uh, it gets better yes because and in the 1980s there were horrendous numbers of of young people uh, in the closet, and right. I and I want to specify, I have no idea whether my friend was in the closet. Mm. No clue. Yeah. I have evidence that indicate he was, and I have evidence that indicate he wasn't. Okay. And it's not something that I I will ever be able to know. Right. Nor is it something that would explain right why he no. died, because yeah. there's multiple reasons for a catastrophe like suicide. There always right. will be. I talk about it and speculate about it in my story because I want to draw attention to the fact that if in fact that happened, yeah. he wasn't alone. Right. That well, this happened thing. a lot, and it still happens. When you're a kid, you, I think you're more likely to feel hopeless about and things. alone about silly yes. things. You no, break up with yeah. a girl or oh, whatever. Yeah, yes. or I mean, they write songs about that. Right. right? Yes. It's it's just a, 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 an emotional, and in most cases that involve the death of a person, it's usually someone very close to them, and that's in a relationship that it's very easy to find, you know, co connecting dots. But when you commit suicide, there's no dots to connect. There's right. No, no. There's no person to interview. It's it's all internal. Um, and hopefully, um, again, it, it, it sort of forces people in the person's circle to monitor them in a, in a polite way and even joke about it in some ways sure. to, to lighten the, the attitude and for, for them to sort of think, yeah, that's such a ridiculous thing to even process. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a tough thing for people who aren't involved in mental health issues to, to figure it out. But we'll it, learn. We'll just live and learn on how to do those. And I think one of the tragedies can be that um, things having to do with young people tend to be minimized. Oh, you're young. Oh, this. But the fact is, almost everything is heightened when you're young. Funny is funnier. I never laughed as much when I was a young guy. Sure. Yeah. And sad is sadder. And it, it, in both cases, it's because everything is new to you. You're not this calloused person who's right. able to keep things away. And there's also this view, especially when you're in high school, that this is 
this is it. This is the top. Yeah, and right. I remember teaching uh, teachers telling us repeatedly, hey, once you're in college, all this is going to be forgotten. Right. Every And then once you're out of college, all of that's going to be forgotten. Right. And that this is going to be a blip in your life. And what we were taking so ridiculously seriously in high school yeah. was in the long term, not that important. Yeah. And that's one of those things that you hear a lot at uh, like commencement addresses and stuff, whether it's high school or college, like, these are the best years of your sure. life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Off with that shit. Like, right. But I think you're it's, right. It's well, so wrong to even like tell kids even that they've gone through that these are the best years of your life. Right. Because then, then you're saying, oh, well, it's going to be all downhill from here. Right. And that when you're, you know. And what happens if they weren't the best years of your life? Right. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. Even High school better. sucks for a lot it's of people. Not, can it get say, better than this? No, yeah. no, no. In fact, I, I've known people who were the popular people. And when you talk to them, they were like, oh, it was hell because every day sure. I had to measure up to being the popular kid. And if I wasn't, oh, Over God. something ridiculous and arbitrary, yeah. usually. Yeah. In fact, I wonder if, if you looked at this at all and opened up to everyone. I wonder how social media plays into this. Social media could be so great as far Today, as getting information days, out yeah. about, hey, if you need help, this, that, sure. that thing. But, of course, as they always say, social media, you're also always presenting your best self. So if I'm feeling crappy about myself and I'm seeing you and you're in Hawaii mm -hmm. and doing that, mm -hmm. I feel like, well, shit, I'm not living the life I'm supposed to be living. It, it's extremely disorienting. Yeah. And especially if you're a young person, it can be a hellscape. It should be terrible. I've been touched by uh, this, too. I had a friend who, who committed suicide. And, and Tom was saying when it happens – it's natural that you say, what could I have done? What could I have sure. done? I'm sure that in the past month you've gone over this. Do you think there's anything you could have done for your friend? I don't – see, this is this is the thing because yeah. it's it's like what if it wasn't something that I could have done? What if it was something that I did do? Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There's, yes. You can look yeah. at this any number of ways Right. as to was there something I could have done? Well, maybe there was something I shouldn't have done mm. that I don't even know about because it made no – didn't even register to me that it was something I said or something somebody else said mm -hmm. that didn't even register as important. Would he ask you to be a roommate? Who knows what right. that was about? Yeah. Who right. knows? I don't even know what that was in regarding. Yeah. Which is contradictory on its face because it means that he was making future plans and, and right. in theory people yeah. who are going to take their own life aren't making future plans. So right. I don't I don't know. All I know is that it stuck with me. I think you're not supposed decades. to know, but you, but the fact that you're thinking through it and then concluding that I'm going to be more open to people and right. that's that's a great result from all this yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I guess it it points out even more just the ability to communicate, the ability to always be talking about it and things like that, and not to have it be this kind of black mark or something like that. We talked about in the previous episode that you would never be ashamed to say you had cancer. Right. So why are sure. you ashamed to say that? And then how sports, you know, sort of makes you feel like you have to toughen up and right. suck it up and don't oh, have well excuses. That, yeah, that that culture is yeah. Yeah. antithetical to. But of course, that's good. so much part of youth culture. To it's almost everything in youth culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost everything. I mean, I talked briefly in the in the story about how we we. we he and I didn't really play sports. I mean, he was a cross-country guy, and we did a little intramural baseball and stuff like yeah. that. But it was minimal. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't what we were, and that was always a mark against us. Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, thank you for talking about this. We yeah, really no appreciate worries. it. And this was great. We really had fun. We'll we put had... a link up to this on our website, thedrilla.com. Yeah. Thank um, you. We'll have uh, excerpts of it. This will be connected with our uh, the video when we put it up. Right. Um, 
Anything else you want to kind no, of? No, I just want to thank Anthony again. Yeah. This was terrific. Thank and you. even before that, it was just like, he was really worried that he <laughs> said, look, man, I've, I've been in Hawaii. I don't know what the hell's going on here. But, yeah. Most of us different. don't either. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. We talk a good game. That's why we're all freelance writers. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and all we're on Instagram? Yeah. We're on Instagram. Really? Yeah, yes. Aren't like, we what do you, like, what do you post are. on Instagram? Uh, we posted like what, like three pictures randomly? Yeah. After four, <laughs> four, four now? All right. Did you four. post one during the show? No. Oh, we will. Darn. What are they that pictures of? The show. Our oh, <laughs> okay. Of course. We talk about him every single episode. Well, we have oh, to talk LeBron, about LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. And we've left out a raccoon reference for the last few episodes. Oh, that's no right. raccoon updates that we need to get into. Yeah, have you seen our, uh, our raccoon as our mascot? Because I had raccoons in my house. You have raccoons. I raccoons. <laughs> well, they're gone now. But I did what is the biggest varmint uh, issue on Hawaii? My mother in laws. Hey, <laughs> and with that note, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much. Tune in the drill. Bye. Aloha. Oh, <sighs> very. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo. Oh. Excellent. <laughs>